<laughs> Brad's having a giggle in the background. You right, Brad? Yeah, lovely. Yeah. What's this for? This is for Matt Stevens' Unplugged on the Road podcast. Oh, so two pods for the price of one. Mm. Yourself silly. We might edit that bit out. Uh, Brad said silly sausages, uh, <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> folks and welcome to Sigma Sports Presents the Tour de France unplugged with me Matt Stevens recording this um, having just ordered my meal in my hotel that I've got to I'm in Belgium um, sadly I couldn't tell you where I am in Belgium but what I can say is it's absolutely beautiful had a wonderful uh, time in Copenhagen and we've had a, uh, a quite I'd say a tough up and down transition day uh, t- today um, but um, glad to be back on the pod um, but my dinner is pressing but i tell you what what can i say about copenhagen and the, the welcome of the danish fans it is it blew my mind i think it blew everybody's minds really um and people have asked me what my favorite moment of the tour de france in copenhagen was and for me it was quite simply the people and they clearly love their bike riding uh, but they're clearly just enthusiastic and lovely people um so that was my overwhelming takeaway was the fact I'd love to come back again and obviously we know for those of you who watched the cafe rides we've been before um, with Brian Holm and Sile um, but I think I saw the country in a different, a different light this time but absolutely wonderful. Now in this episode I'll be looking at the opening three stages uh, in varying detail and I'll be updating you on the movers and shakers in the Fantasy Tour de France League uh, more about that a little bit later on and I've recorded clips on both my telephone and my well it was actually quite portable um recorder while whilst out and about on the tour to give you a flavor um and feel of, of what it's like um working on at the tour de france and basically the biggest bike race in the world if not the biggest sporting event in the world random letter alert all right okay email alert. <laughs> <Random> <laughs> tweet I didn't expect this to come in quite as early. time for a random letter, email, tweet, or DM. Right, well, this one has come from Richard Dawson of Shrewsbury. He used to live nearby, actually. I used to live in um, Whitchurch. Uh, anyway, he emailed podcast at sigmasports.com, and he has said, Hi. Hello, uh, Richard. Um, so instead of a team time trial, um, we will have a tandem time trial. Who would your captain and Stoker be? So um, a tandem time trial, who'd my captain and the Stoker be? It's a good one. I'll tell you what, it'd be amazing, wouldn't it, to have um, Wout van Aert and Mathieu van der Poel. So Wout van Aert as the captain and Mathieu van der Poel as the Stoker. I think that's my answer to that one. Um, is, that, is that a correct answer? Cheers, Noel. Um it's quite, I'll be honest with you, it's quite predictable. Uh, but what, I mean, I think they'd have to reinforce the frame. They generally do, don't they, on tandems anyway, uh, because there's so much power that goes through them. But I think they have to be particularly well reinforced with those two big hitters uh, on such a steed. Um, now, I will be... On the next rest day when we do the pod, I'll be um, fielding a lot more questions. So I will stick another poll or questionnaire on my Instagram. So please do get in touch. And also, if you... If you're not on Instagram, you can get in touch uh, via podcast at sigmasports.com. And on the next one, I can ensure you I'll be answering a few more questions. So please do get in touch. Anything Tour de France related or even tangential. If you can hear a um, strange sound in the background, it's my wicker chair that I'm sat on. Um, I quite like it. Um, Can you hear that? 
I don't know. If you, if you can't, don't worry about it. Um, but I am on a wicker chair. Right. Um, let's have a little a little listen to some of the clips that I recorded whilst I was out and about in the Danish capital of, of Copenhagen. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I think what I should do first off, although a lot of you do know, uh, my job at the Tour de France this year um, is working for Eurosport and GCN and Discovery Plus, um, all part of the same family now. And I'm on the ground doing digital content for them, um, taking over their, their Instagram. And also I'm a roving reporter as well. So you'll see me at the beginning of the show at the end of the show, primarily doing interviews and little pieces to camera. Camera and my team is uh, Hannah Walker, who who you'll know from the British scene, um, and she's just getting getting stuck in. She did this last year, uh, and Bradley Wiggins, and we also have Bernie Eisel as well, as well as some French reporters too. But it's a really tight little team, but we make content for all of the different uh, territories that GCN and Eurosport and Discovery Plus go out to. So um, here's a little bit of a flavour. So basically, we've got um, flight delays, raw meat, and also reasons not to wear beige shorts. Well, finally got to Copenhagen after a bit of an ordeal. It was a long day yesterday. Um, I'm quite a conservative traveler in race relation to leaving on time. So we left myself and Holly. Holly's joining me for these first few days as a little break in Copenhagen. And we drove down nice and early. In fact, we, we drove down so early, we got to Heathrow Airport four and a half hours before our flight. And we weren't, allowed, we weren't even allowed to drop our bags until two hours to go. But hey, uh, we did some admin and got through. Uh, and then the flight was delayed um, initially for two hours, then three, then four. And um, we sat on the runway for a while as well. Um, eventually got to our hotel in Copenhagen, which thank goodness was a rather lovely hotel um, at 4am um, so had a lion, didn't have any breakfast then had a Zoom meeting um, and it was just my silhouette because my face was so shattered uh, basically, but I had a Zoom meeting with the Eurosport uh, GCN Discovery guys about the plans, now I come out for a walk um, and I'm just sat outside and believe it or not well I suppose it's not really believe it, I am in Copenhagen after all, but I'm sat outside the Prologue Coffee Bar where I had my lovely chat with Sile for our cafe ride two years ago and just opposite me I'm just looking at a place called Space 10 which is the like a coffee bar forward slash gallery where I had my conversation with uh, Brian Holm um, so it's absolutely wonderful and we just had some olives um, I had a plate of hamel uh, meat and Holly had a steak tartare which is basically raw meat stood sheltering from the rain um, our good friends at uh, Norwegian television have, have let us in like um, I don't know like damp waifs and strays uh, me and Bradley Wiggins and his daughter Bella uh, we're just waiting to our bit to camera but it's obviously pouring done a recon in the dry that was nice that was really pleasant actually uh, 13 nearly took us best part of an hour kept stopping and sending loads of people that was lovely um, had a pulled pork um, bap for lunch that was really quite tasty actually um, but I ate it with a knife and fork because I took a mouthful then a lot of the pulled pork ended up in my lap 
um, and that's one of the reasons I always wear black or dark coloured shorts if I'd been wearing beige shorts uh, I'd have been covered in pulled pork and it wouldn't look great for television so um, there's a strategy to the colour of shorts that I often wear um, and it, it came into came into play well today so uh, a pulled pork incident averted on the streets of Copenhagen um, we're currently waiting for the rain to abate but apparently it's going to be here all day First stage done and dusted, just riding back on my Brompton. Um, we're just outside the Tivoli Fun Fair where we, where we, where we pulled up with Celia Utrecht Ludwig um, back in 2020. I've also bumped into Brian Holm, another guest um, on the uh, on the cafe ride. Gave him a big hug. Um, it was a really awkward fist pump. Uh, it took us about I don't know five or ten seconds to decide that we didn't know what the other person was going to do. Uh, but Brian Holm, a bit of a legend. Brad on form as well. Um, so just a great day in all really uh, we're going to go and get some Tucker and I don't I think Pete's on his phone now probably going to book somewhere right right this moment thumbs up thumbs up from Pete um, who knows war pigs that was where we're going to go there's so many links back to Copenhagen um, well it's not really a surprise is it because we're just in the same city I guess it's a silly thing to say anyway signing, signing off for now well once we finally got stage one underway um, and it finished, um, what are my thoughts? I think it was, well, first it was, we rode around, I did my typical little Brompton ride around the circuit with Bernie and with Hannah. And um, it was a really long time trial, 13, for an opening time trial, sorry, 13.2 Ks is pretty long. So we, we got a chance to ride around the course at very low speed um, and it was really warm. So uh, I was quite sweaty. And I spoke to a lot of Danish fans, which was which was really good fun. And that was my first sense of how big this was going to be, how much they loved it. They'd camped out really, really early. And we got there a good four hours before the actual start of the race on already. Um, it was um it was filling up. And then just before the start, or about half an hour before the start, as most of you will know who of course watched it, the heavens opened and it absolutely poured down. And we had left our umbrellas in a um, in a pelly case or in a long tripod case in the hotel so we so basically we went and had some lunch me and hannah um and we had some pulled pork uh, it was really nice um and then we borrowed some umbrellas um from the the um, the, the proprietors which was very kind um and then we bowed around and did some interviews and obviously a time trial is spread over a long period of time so two and a half three hours i think it took for all the riders to finally go off um, and although it was pouring down with rain and a bit miserable, it certainly didn't dampen the spirits. And everybody who'd camped out earlier just got damp, to be honest with you. Um, but a surprising winner, I think. Well, depends on your, your point of view. Uh, Eve Lampard took a surprise win uh, in the in the opening time trial, taking yellow. Um, but I think my overriding takeaway was was bumping in, not bumping into. I was by the Ineos bus when Geraint Thomas came back. This is before we did an interview with him. Uh, and I said, how did that go? And um, a load of crap, he said. Um, in, his, in, his, in, his, in the way that he does. Um, I did a schoolboy error, rode my gilet on, and, and, and he did laugh. And he was quite pragmatic about it. And when you think he's won the Tour de France and the, 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 the kind of um, uh, rider he is, how established and how well-respected he is, it, he's, he's just very, very down-to-earth. And that was my big takeaway. And then, of course, that the race was underway, basically. But it was, um, it was a real whirlwind of a day. And, and I did ever so slightly get damp feet so when I took my shoes and socks off when I got back to the hotel I had wrinkled toes right on to stage two now uh, made famous by rather large bridges and even bigger boxes of fries mm-hmm. 
just in the outside broadcast area um, in a Nieborg for stage two, um, about 35k to go. And um, yeah, we drove over the big bridge with the wind, and um, one of the production managers has been to McDonald's and um, he's got like a sharing portion of fries. I've never seen anything like it. You know, like the red boxes you get at McDonald's? Um, it's like two of those glued together, which I've never really seen before. They're quite astonishing. I'm standing now maybe 25 feet away, but it looks just enormously large. Uh, Bradley Wiggins' daughter is just taking one out. Um, Bernie Isle. Uh, actually, I'm going to have a word with Bernie, actually, briefly. Sorry about this. Just chip-chat. Um, so, Bert, Bernie, have you ever seen a portion of fries so large as this? No, but we're in Denmark. But we're in Denmark. Why do you think they're big fries in Denmark? I don't know, because... Probably our chef de commission ordered it and thought he needs more. <laughs> there we go. So we, we think it might have actually come from Eurosport uh, that we've got big fries here. But anyway, um, astonishing. I can't take my eyes off them. Absolutely enormous um, portions of fries here at the Tour de France in Denmark. Uh, thank you for Bernie for guesting. I can honestly tell you that that was a ridiculously impressive box of fries. Actually, before I just recorded this little segment, I was talking to Niall, our producer, about it. He's, he did a great analogy. It was like one of those uh, panoramic shots you can get on your phone now. It was nuts. Um, but weirdly, the font stayed completely in proportion. Um, and as you can tell, I'm still thinking about them three days later. Um, now, aside from the fries, which were the big takeaway, literally a takeaway, a bum tish, maybe you put a bum tish in there, special effects. Um, it was it was a stage that, did it deliver? Yes, I think it did. We had Magnus Court Nielsen who punted up the road in that lovely new livery of EF Education, Easy Post. Um, I mean, they've done it again, haven't they, with the Palace collaboration. Uh, he punted up the road with a, another, with a Norwegian and, and two poor chaps, from B&B hotels who got punted out the back, didn't they? So that was a bit of a, a, bit of a shame. Um, but the, I think takeaway one for me was, apart from the fries, was Magnus Court Nielsen putting both arms up and celebrating the polka dot jersey. That was great. To rapturous applause, of course. And then the bridge that really didn't deliver because the, the prevailing wind generally uh, across that bridge is a headwind. And that's what basically happened. We had a few incidents on the run-in couple of crashes, a bit of tension when Rigoberto ran, had to chase to get back on. And obviously, the yellow jersey, Eve Lampard crashed. And then we got a, a rip-roaring bunch sprint on a real boulevard finish. Uh, well, no, it's a, it a right-hander, wasn't it? But quite wide. Um, and what an amazing um, win by Fabio Jakobsen. Um, I mean, you can't take anything away from him. He is, pound for pound, uh, one of the fastest sprints, if not the uh, most muscular, powerful, fastest sprinter out there. And it was a big, big win. Um, so two from two um, for De Koenig Quickstep. Uh, no, they're not called De Koenig Quickstep. Uh, they're called Quickstep Alpha Vinyl. De Koenig have obviously moved across to Alpacin Phoenix. And the Phoenix is gone, and they're now called Alpacin De Koenig. And I've just about come to terms with what uh, Quickstep Alpha Vinyl are called. Uh, so thanks for the round of applause there. Right, on to stage three now, where I was so impressed with the crowds that I quite literally forgot where I was. I, I was in a bit of a tizzy. It was a lovely day. Um, uh, but I do believe purely because <laughs> Niall has been kind enough to put it on this little script that we use as a prompt. Um, we're in Viel, so V-E-J-L-E. I think. Oh, I might I tell you what I could do. Just to double check. I think I stuck a post on Instagram. So I'm just going into Instagram now, live while I'm recording this. 
It's flipping amazing technology, isn't it? Just going to double check where I was because I can zoom in on the finish. No, it was Sonderberg. It started in Vielle. There we go. I'm lucky I, lucky I looked. So Sonderberg was the finish line on stage three. So just uh, hanging out at the uh, Depart village here at um, wherever we are in, in Denmark. I completely forgot the name of the start town because I'm just, uh, I don't know, bowled over really by the, the atmosphere. We've got Farrell Williams um, singing, not live, it's a, record, it's a recording of a famous song. And we just sat, every day we meet um, in the uh, Skoda VIP area. Uh, and I'm just waving at some people. Uh, this is where we meet and conduct our plan for the day. Um, so I think my first gig today, first job, is to go and speak to one of the EF people uh, about Rigoberto Aran being barraged yesterday. Uh, but more importantly, um, you get a chance to grab a coffee. And also I've got myself a Danish hat. Um, a lot of the fans have been given this little hats, like little bucket hats, uh, with the Danish flag on, which are quite fetching, actually. Um, although they do make me look rather strange. Um, but do you know what? It's, uh, it's all part of the charm, isn't it? And, and I'm just looking um, across. this basically, we're in a almost like a, an industrial area. Um, and there's loads of piles of various sets of aggregates and also lots of chemi uh, chemicals in vast vats. So it's a really strange place. But, um, but there's a giant yellow jersey at the size of a six-story building just in front of me. So it's quite, it's quite incongruous, really. Um, but uh, I tell you what, though, the atmosphere here at the race so far has been nothing short of bonkers. Just brilliant. The Danes love their cycling, don't they? Um, and today should be another wonderful day. Uh, but yes, uh, that yellow jumper, I think it must have its own category for size. Uh, I don't know what it could be. Um, maybe a super size or say enorm um, in French, perhaps. So just walking through, uh, well, essentially, I'm a salmon swimming upstream through a river of uh, primarily um, Danish people, actually. Um, just on a series of interviews, interviewed Stephen de Jong of Trek, also Geraint Thomas as well. And then we did a little, me and Hannah Walker did a little piece to camera about logistics of, of the Tour de France. So, uh, yeah, and right now you might be able to hear the, who, uh, the, the hustle. Oh, nice. Hi, mate, how are you doing? Very good. What's in the GCM for sure? Thank you very much, mate. Cheers. Uh, yeah, a few people sort of riff. Thanks, respect, mate. respect, respect. Thanks very much, mate. Cheers. So we're just outside Peter Sagan's truck now, the uh, whatever they're called now, Total Energy. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing here in Denmark. It really has. The people are wonderful. I'm still, I'm still swimming up. You can get a picture, mate. Yeah. Nice, nice. Thanks. Yeah. Nice one. Cheers, mate. Uh, sorry about the swearing there. I couldn't control that. Um, no, it's been great. Uh, it's really warm here as well. But the the people have been absolutely fantastic. And um, let's hope the tour does actually return to Denmark at some point but uh, there we go just with my cameraman Marco a wonderful chap um, and now we're we're walking back and it's it's our producer Pete Burton's birthday today so we're gonna have a couple of scoops uh, back at the hotel but I uh, just thought I'd give you a bit of a sense of uh, what it's been like here in Denmark it's been bonkersly cool actually you gotta love it
happy birthday as well to Pete, our GCN Eurosport producer. We, he used to be called, or well, I called him, let's be fair, Podcast Pete, because he produced Bradley Wiggins' podcast back when I last worked with Eurosport on the ground in 2019. Still does that, but now he's got a far broader remit, and that's basically uh, deploying all of us reporters, um, depending on what happens on the race, and that's at the start and the finish, uh, and making sure everybody gets to where they need to go and um, and we get the content that we need to feed to the show, of course, run by Orla, um, Adam, and, and Lloydie. And on the ground, uh, as, a, as I mentioned before, we've got Hannah Walker, uh, Bernie, and um, and a few, a couple of French, well, one one French reporter uh, called Jean Pierre as well. So uh, it's a, a really international team. And with Bernie Isles' command of language, he can actually do a lot of interviews um, with Italians and French as well. So we've pretty much got it covered. Um, but we we had a good party. We uh, went out for a meal. Um, and then we went to the, the hotel that some of the team were staying at. And downstairs, they had a lounge area that you could lock the door off. And they had a vinyl rec- they had a record player and a record collection and then a mini bar with an honesty sheet. So we stayed there till 3 a.m. It was absolutely brilliant. And there was a babby foot thing. So we're playing table football, listening to vinyl and then drinking the night away to celebrate Pete's 36th birthday. Oh, yes. Uh, we cannot forget reflections on stage three as well. Dylan Gronervegan. Um, his comeback is complete. Another stage went in the Tour de France and I had the pleasure of interviewing. Well, I didn't interview actually. I just gave him a big hug. Um, Matt White, the DS, was in tears. He's such an emotional um, manager. I really like him. We raced together 20, 25 years ago. So um, I grabbed him for the interview for Hannah to do and then I just gave him a big hug and he was sobbing into my shoulder. That was that was cool. But yeah, what a, what a fine performance by Dylan Gronenweg. I think that's setting up the sprints or the few sprints there are, um, they're going to be uh, very, very exciting over the, the coming stages. So let's have a little look ahead to the next few stages, next six stages or so before the next rest day, we will do the next pod. So um, we're back. We're not quite in France. We're in Belgium and we've got a couple of flat stages, um, which could be quite stressful. So the stage that we have uh, tomorrow, uh, which is stage four, is Dunkirk to Calais. And there's quite a few small climbs but the big thing, I think, for this particular stage is the fact that generally, as anybody knows who's been to Calais, at any time of the year, rain or shine, it's windy. So the wind will play a part. Looking forward to that. Um, and then, for me, the big highlight, I think, before the plunge to the super plunge to Belfi is Lille Metropole on stage five to Arenberg Port du Eno with its, how many? I think, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, 11 sectors of pave. A lot of people, I've spoken to a few team managers who, who were saying that this is the, 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 could be the crux. This is where, a bit of a cliche, but the tour won't be won, but the tour will um, possibly slip out of the, the grasp or the possibility of winning to several riders, I think, on this stage. Um, some people calling, questioning whether stages with Pave, such extreme Pave as well, um, should, should have its place in the Tour de France. Um, I'm not going to give an answer to that, certainly from a spectacle. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be very exciting, but very, very stressful indeed. So you've got the mix of climbers, classic specialists, um, battling it out for the stage win, breakaway opportunists as well. Um, and that's going to be tempered by the fact that some teams who have GC riders will ha- will be looked after by the classic specialists. So the classic specialists might have to hold back a little bit. So it's going to be intriguing. Um, not too sure what the weather's going to be like, whether it's dusty or wet, it's going to deliver. And then we have a, a little bit of a little hilltop finish at Longwy. Um, that should be good. Maybe one for, P- for Peter Sagan potentially. And then Le Super Planche de Belfi, the first mountain rendezvous. And then it's 
Um, so I think, yeah, Planche de Belfi, that'll be a first proper GC shake-up. And then I think Aremberg is going to be a real classics thriller. I think that's what I'm most looking forward to over the coming days. Now it's time for the part of the podcast that at least maybe 12 of you have been looking forward to. Um, the Fantasy League side. Now, um, I have taken a peek at my Fantasy League uh, team. This is called Matt. Um, and things aren't great. I, I'm i 85th out of the 100 in the Sigma Sports League. But I must... So, now I know that I can change things out a little bit. So, what I'm, and I am going to do that because clearly there are issues with my team. Um, uh, they're not performing potentially like they should. But I'm going to play my cards close to my chest and I'll reveal all on the next instalment of the Tour de France Unplugged podcast. But for now, um, obviously, we've got a little bit of work to do, but I do have to doff my cap to TJ Clark, who's leading as of now with 2,707 points. Also, big shout out to Hashtag. Um, both of you, if you are listening, I hope you are, um, please get your, get your avatar sorted out. You've just got these like egg, sort of empty heads. So put some stuff in there, please, and I'll do mine as well. And then fair play to uh, team number three, Injuran. You've actually put Movistar on the podium. So well done. 2,567 points. I think I'm about... Yeah, 2,000 points behind. <laughs> so, but hey, it's fun. And thank you to all of you who've got involved because uh, we're a little bit overwhelmed with the amount of people that have joined our league. Um, but yes, I'm playing my cards close to my chest. Um, I think we also need to shout out, which is quite extraordinary, to the 100th place team in our fantasy league who are <laughs> ex-podcast guests on Matt Stevens Unplugged, which I don't know what that really says about my guests. They're all great, but... Hmm, I think we need to pull the socks up. Well, thanks as ever for listening, folks. It's a pleasure to have you along for this ride, and I'm just intrigued to see where uh, my behind-the-scenes looks will take us over the next couple of weeks. Um, I'm off now. I'm off downstairs. Um, I can't tell you where I am in Belgium. It was a chaotic day today. Flight delays. Um, it took us an hour and a half to get our our hire car. But I'm going to go and have some dinner now. It's a wonderful sunset. It's a beautiful place. I will take some photos. Um, but yes, I'm off for dinner. Um, also, don't forget, if you're near the Oakham store, there's a Sigma Sports by Universal Colors Social Wide he- uh, heading out on Saturday, the 9th of July, 2022. Obviously this year. So please head over there. That should be absolutely cracking. Believe you me, if it wasn't at the tour, I'd be there too. Um, so head to sigmasports.com forward slash rides to register for that. And for any more info on any of the other rides that we, ha- we have heading out from both of our stores, uh, head there too. Uh, and also, if you haven't seen our Rebecca Charlton Cafe ride, head to sigmasports.com slash cafe ride or head to the Sigma Sports YouTube channel. And while you're at it, if you haven't already, please subscribe because we've got some more cafe rides in the pipeline too. Now, it should be a time of celebration after what has been an incredible start to this year's Tour de France in Denmark. But we need to take a moment to reflect on the awful tragedy that occurred at the Field Shopping Centre in Copenhagen yesterday. And my thoughts and everybody at Sigma are with the families and friends of the victims. So cheers all, stay safe and goodbye.